If you're the kind of dad who likes to do the pull-my-finger trick with his kids, and you always deliver, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life. We are the podcast celebrating dads wherever they may live. Welcome to season number seven, episode number 10, calling this one, Give Dad a Hand. Why? Because, thank you for the sound effects, Coach, we have renowned hand surgeon and dad himself, Dr. Matthew Zornitzer, on the program today. Looking forward to hearing about hand surgery. I mean, after all, Coach Randy's daughter... Used uh, Dr. Matt Zornitzer for uh, a, a hand surgery or a hand, what was it, a hand A broken issue? finger, broken which... Well, that, that, that's a problem. Which, I swear it was just a blood blister, but apparently the x-ray said otherwise. Well, I'm going to trust the x-ray on that one, Coach. <laughs> well, the, we'll voice that that heard, later. the voice that you heard is my good friend, Coach Randy. My name is Adam D. I always say, Coach Randy, you're like the Rob Bass of podcast hosts. <laughs> ah, I love Rob Bass. You know, let's keep it retro. I like that. You I know, because you, you came to... You, you came to get down. You may not be internationally known, but you are known to rock the mic, Raphone. There you go. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I bet to that, be a great way. I think that people of a certain generation will After appreciate base, that reference. Absolutely. Gotta, and I, it does take two to make a thing go right, and that includes podcasts. That's very impressive. I, I put together a uh, pregame playlist for my girls, uh-huh. and for the life of me, I couldn't remember... Rob Bass, and you just threw it out. The universe brought it back to me. There you I go. have to add that song to the. Got to add it to the playlist. And it's pregame, not yeah. postgame. It's pregame. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I figured because that, that gets you going. That's going to get any team. I'm Rob Bass, male or female, Absolutely. fired up. Got to get you jazzed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> go figure. And then, uh, and then there's a bunch of others. You got to get like Bismarcky in there. Oh uh, yeah, yes. We got. We got. Maybe go. that's more postgame. Well, I got. I got a little Eminem. You know, you got to throw that. Bust a move. You got to do bust a yeah, move. Actually, I mean, these guys. You know, uh, the, the the classics of. The things that get you jazzed up before yeah. a game. So, Rob Bass, good job. Very cool. So, Adam we'll talk D. a little bit about Matt Zornitzer. We're going to hear from him a little bit later on. How are you doing, Coach? Adam D., uh, it's, been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's well, been a time somebody says it's been a week, it doesn't well, necessarily mean it's been a good week. Well, because you know as a parent, yeah. right? You're only happy as your saddest child. Ah, uh, okay. You know, so uh, I've got four incredible kids, and you know, thank God everybody's healthy. Well, um... So, uh, this week involves, I mean, Alex is doing well, Brianna's doing well, but this week involves the, the highs, the peaks of Michaela uh, and softball, because yeah. you know we're full-time softball. But uh, did, you, did you put a video together, or was that produced by that some was, other... That video was produced by the West Orange High School Sports Media Program. Oh, uh, okay. I, th- I thought that was you, because you liked to dabble in well, it. I liked that, but I didn't have that coverage. And there was no Rob Bass on it, so I wasn't <laughs> sure. No, but I gotta tell you... The technology these kids use today—it's just—it looks—it literally looks like it's a professional job. Yeah. Uh, but it's high school kids. Um, uh, Carrie Bash- Bischoff. Um, Bischoff. Yeah. yeah about his son was involved with it. Oh, very cool. And so they come to the game and they take video, they take pictures, um, and that was a game where one of the best games of the season. And uh, Michaela um, gets a base hit. She ends up uh, on second. And she comes around third base, and you see the slide, slide. Yeah. underneath the catcher, which is just, you know, Michaela, she goes all out. 
Uh, and so what she's discovered is she's having some, she's having a pretty good successful season. She's growing, she's learning, uh, and you know she's starting first base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of her hits and things, she's now, now if you go on NJ.com, you'll see her name uh, as far as how many RBIs, how many runs she scored. But the local paper, the West Orange Chronicle, does stories. Mm-hmm. And she's seen her name now in the paper a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, and so for her, you know, for a 16-year-old kid, it's kind of cool to see her name. You know, or keeping her grounded. But it was really great. She's having a so great Now time. she's world famous in West Orange. In West Orange. Mm-hmm. And so that video came out. And we, all we want to do is see the, we want to see her slide. Because the slide mm-hmm. was just, it was sick. Yeah. Uh, so with Michaela... It's softball. She's going well. She got her. Remember that I told you about the math teacher and everything. Her math. She pulled her grade up to a B and honor. Hey, so, so that's good. But then my oldest, and I got to tell you, Adam D, it never goes away being a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking about a woman now who's twenty. She's twenty-seven. Seven. Jessica. Okay, Jessica. Yes. And it just. Knows how I said woman and not yes. kid. Well, because she's, she's kid. my kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was in Israel and she chose to go to Israel. Her, her boyfriend Johnny, you know, has Achilles surgery and everything else, and she chose to go. And let's just say it was a, a less than positive experience. Not so much because of Israel, yeah. but I think the social dynamics did not go as well. That's what happens when kids get older, right? Yeah, and I think there was an I hopes that you could reconnect after time, um, after years, that you can kind of pick up where you left off. And mostly you can, but I think in this situation it uh, didn't go. This is a, a camp friend? This is a, a camp wedding friend. for a camp friend. A, a wedding okay. for a camp friend 10 years after, you know, they haven't seen oh, each other in 10 years. Yeah. and. So she was. That, Johnny was supposed to go when they were going to tour, and they loved doing stuff together. But he had to stay back because he had surgery. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for her. She decided to go, and we kept talking to her. I just don't think it was she wanted as far as Johnny being there. And mm-hmm. my heart goes out to her. And she goes. You need a negative COVID test to come home. She cuts back. Everything is great. But while she was there, one of the people had tested positive uh. for COVID, and she's been very careful. This kid has been very careful for the past two years, you know. And she woke up this morning. And uh, good thing is she's vaccinated, but you just my heart just hurts, and I don't care how old you get when your child cries, yeah, uh, and you hear those tears. As a parent, you just feel helpless and hopeless, and you want to take that pain away, and you know there's nothing. And you can't just get in your car and drive no. down the street to take care of and her. I want she's nothing more, and I want nothing more than just go over there and just give her a big hug and bring her soup and take care of her, and it's just oh, so. That's the highs and lows of being a parent on a week yeah. like this because uh, it never, ever goes away. It's never like goes away, right? It's like Jason Robards uh, in that scene in Parenthood. Uh-huh. He's talking to yeah. Steve Martin. He goes, it never ends. You know, what am I supposed to do? It just never ends. And he's like, I should never have had four, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that piece about being a parent, which I can appreciate, but the heartache is that it doesn't matter how old they get. They're still your kid. Yeah. Yeah. And still so your was, babies, right? You know, so that, that was uh-huh. my week. Other than that... Um, I hear you had an interesting week. Yeah, you know, uh, so much of, of what happened in my household mm-hmm. was actually about education, yes. believe it or not. Yeah. So, you know, we're, all, of course, getting ready for Passover and spring break and, and all that and changing over the house. And we're going to uh, get out of town for a couple of days. So um, first thing was uh, I have a story about adolescence, mm-hmm. but not so much about my kid being an adolescent, really more about me being an adolescent. Well, where, that's how we get along so well. Oh, absolutely. This is The success of this podcast is based... On, the, on, on our regressing. Absolutely. The touch yeah. of our inner teen. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a golf round with Aiden, a mm-hmm. nice little practice round at one of the local courses. And there's this uh, this hole, we'll, we'll call it, um, this is hole number six. Hole number six, it's an uphill hole with a heavily guarded green where there are two perfectly circular sand traps 
defending the green. So just so you know, listener, as we're talking, Adam loves to use his hands as we talk, as do I. And he's doing this motion in front of his body as if he's trying to... Okay, so I'm glad I'm glad you're doing nobody can see this, but it's yes. Your hands are a place it's like where tune in Tokyo. Yes. So being that my son Aiden is thirteen years old, he and every says this every time we get to the tea box and I, I always forget this is what he's thinking. He goes, Dad, you know what this hole reminds me of with the two circular sand traps in front of the green. Yes. Now I'm thinking he's a 13-year-old boy. Uh-huh. So it's got to be a body part of some yeah. kind, male or female. Yeah. Maybe we're going to have a boob talk. Yeah. Maybe we're going to have a testicle talk. Uh-huh. That's where I think he's going. Uh-huh. So I don't go there just You're yet. You're prepared for that. You wait, as I, a good parent does. You don't You don't project. You yep. just wait. Good job. And? So I say, is it something inappropriate and something that we should say away from the people we've been paired up with? We were paired up with two ladies. Oh, yeah. Uh, in this round, who were, by the way, lovely and, and took to Aiden quite nicely. Yeah. But I did not want them to hear <laughs> a teenage about, conversation it, about, about an adolescent talk about you know, how these genitalia. traps may look like genitalia. parts of the female anatomy. Yes. So he goes, no, Dad, they remind me of nostrils of a nose or the front of a race car. What were you thinking? <laughs> exactly the so same. So now I'm the adolescent. I don't know. You're a 13 year old boy. You got two circular sand traps in front you. of a green, and you did me proud. Adam you know, D. I'm thinking he's in health now. I'm thinking about what are they showing in the health textbooks. I'm very proud of you, Adam D. You are definitely there. I'm sorry you weren't there, man, because <laughs> you would have had a field day on me. Yes, on me, not about him. So did you tell me you were thinking? He kept it. You, I, I thought you. Were, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about you know women's parts, men's parts. He goes, no, and he. I think for a moment he was ashamed of me like, for even going there. Really, Dad? You at two. Padre at two. At two, Padre. <laughs> wow. So uh, then, you know, as uh, you were preparing the house for Passover, yeah. what do you do? You eat out. Yes. You eat you, out you because out. you can't eat in because yes. you know, you're turning the house you turn over. You turn the house over. You, and, you do, and you do the whole, the whole Megillah. Yeah. But it's right. funny because we're actually, you know, leaving town for a couple of days. So <laughs> speaking of leaving town, mm-hmm. you know, as we were having lunch, we were talking about where we're going. We're going to New England. We're mm-hmm. going to hit Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And you're looking for some schools, right? It'll be a kind of a casual yeah. college visit there, yeah. but uh, you know, one of the places we're going to is Rhode Island. We're going to yeah. spend some time maybe in Newport mm-hmm. and Providence, and we were talking about uh, states, their size and their population. Mm-hmm. And Aiden knew that Rhode Island is the smallest state in the union mm-hmm. by way of geography. Mm-hmm. I said yes, but it's actually one of the most populous, populous. states in the union. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, how can a state be?" Small and large at the same time. So I went online and I looked up some stats, like some census stats, Mm -hmm. to give him a sense of perspective of how the smaller states are more crowded Mm -hmm. and the larger states are not. Mm -hmm. So I said, there is this stat of population by uh, square mile. And so, this is all coming off the top of your head right now. I can't get over how you're just recalling this yeah, information. Yeah, hard, hard to believe. Well, really, I'm going to really wow you with the numbers. <laughs> I'm going to take it down to the desk. Really, point. this is really quite remarkable how you're able to think all this. So we're talking about Rhode Island. Yeah. Smallest state in the Union geographically. Mm-hmm. Second most populous state in the Union. Behind? State of New Jersey. No kidding. Our own state. So Rhode Island has, per square mile, here's the number of residents. Uh-huh. Uh, 1,059. Okay, per square mile, 1,059 people. New Jersey, Uh most populous state in the Union. Uh Guess how many we have per square mile? 
2,412. I like where you're going. You're not too, too far off, mm-hmm. but uh, but no. Silver medal try. Mm-hmm. 1,260. I was close. For square mile. I was close. For square mile. So when I think about like a square mile in my town, I'm like, wow, that's like 1,259 people I you know would like to try to keep my distance from. Yeah. But six it's, feet. It's crowded. Six feet apart. It's crowded. And then, as you can probably imagine, well, let, let's take a guess here. All right. Uh, we'll go prices Right style. What right. is the... Least populated state in the union. Least amount of residents per square mile. Wyoming. Uh, you're definitely on the right track. And I like how you picked a, one of those yeah. square states out west yeah. where you know there's probably like nothing but buffalo. Oh, that one, Montana. Wyoming, Wyoming is the second least populated okay. state. Okay, right, so I'll in take the union. that. I'll take second place. All right, so per square mile, Wyoming has just under six people. people. <laughs> so New Jersey, 1,200. Yes. Wyoming, six. six. Which means your nearest neighbor could be 10 miles yes, away. Yes, yes. Right? And they still have two senators, just like we do. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go there. not as many congressmen. Yes. Or women. Yeah. <laughs> um, least populous state. So you had Wyoming. That was an extremely good guess. I don't know. I would go Montana to one of the Dakotas, well, What's the largest state geographically in the Union? The largest would be Texas, isn't it? No. No. Largest the California? State, Alaska. Oh, Alaska. Alaska. I always forget. That's right. Sorry, <laughs> listeners up in Alaska and Juneau. I always sometimes you know. forget you're part of the United States because you're kind of disconnected off the uh, off to the left there. So it's Alaska. So how many people? Let's go. So, so Wyoming has six people. How many do you think Alaska has? What, like three, four? One point two. One point two people <laughs> per square mile. Things you didn't know. So don't worry about offending anybody in Alaska because yes. that's probably about as many listeners as that's we have. One point two. One point two people. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a little, you know. Um, it was really a social studies class over lunch, which was really quite pleasant because it, it gave you perspective. About, and you were a professor of so many things, so I, much knowledge. I was, well, listen, I was professing over a uh, chicken Caesar salad as well as the population density of the states in the Union. And what I can't, is your recall from your social studies days is, is amazing, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Just, and to be so up to date on which states is really remarkable. It didn't Google anything. It's really <laughs> incredible, of course, as I fl- flip my phone here. so No, it was fantastic. And yeah. as you talk about, you got Passover, first uh-huh. of all. We were supposed to have Passover Seder last night, yes. and no, we know situations happen. Yep. And I got to tell you, I hope that this is the last Passover that the Chandler's Nathans are apart. Apart, yeah. I got to tell you, it is. Uh, it was fine. It was. It was a lovely Seder, but there's just something about us together that. Uh, Makes the holiday that much more special. I don't know if anybody else at the table can tolerate well, us being there. I but... do think that they laugh at you and I because we laugh at each yeah. other. And the kids now are at a fun stage. We do certain things. We we'll do get crazy back at things. it next year. So we'll get uh, back at it next we did year. miss you. We did miss you. I missed you guys um, too. And uh, I know next year in Jerusalem, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, tomorrow is a big holiday of Easter to all of our listeners. Yes, Actually, happy. No, is, is it today? I forgot. Well, today is April 17th, so yes, it is Easter. But is you, Easter. May, you may be... Uh, downloading this podcast um, Sunday night or yeah. Monday morning or some sometime in the week of the seventeenth. So uh, at that point, we'd have to yes. say we hope you had, had a, nice a very day. peaceful and enjoyable Easter. And it's also Ramadan. I mean, so and, all these yeah. different all different holidays, yeah. everything's going on. What a time to be alive! It is. You know, I feel like all of the uh, the the great monotheistic religions mm-hmm. are just colliding, combining together. Maybe yeah. and help remind of us, you know, kind of the moment of what. What life is really about. Have you noticed? Uh, I think students are kind of tired. I think that the people are kind of fed up. We got craziness going in the world, and I think maybe the holidays can help remind us and put us back. Yeah, into a good you know, place. One, one thing I'd like to say about that, yeah. and I know we're not a political podcast. No, 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 no. But we are. 
we are current. We're relevant. We'd like we're to. Have we are the uh, fastest growing podcast for dads, for dads and all of humanity. And all of humanity. And humanity. I want to put the emphasis on humanity with a capital H. So you're reading the Haggadah, which is the book mm-hmm. that you read that tells the story of yeah. Passover, and there's so many insights about how. You know, uh, one injustice to someone is an mm-hmm. injustice to everybody. Yeah. And if people are slaves in one place, then everybody is, is enslaved, yeah. sort yeah. of metaphorically. And, you know, reading that story and kind of hearing about what's going on in Ukraine, oh. you know, it's hard to like reconcile. How, how can we allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, Ukraine is essentially in, enslaved in war. Yeah. And I know I'm getting really deep and serious here. Here you go not, again. We're, not, going, not the we're, route we're, we're, dropping, go. we're dropping down a level here. But I think that made the the Seder conversation uh, a lot more meaningful. It's like, you know, we say this and we say we're going to commit to it, but how do we allow this to happen? Like, nobody uh... is helping Ukraine. No, you know, when, when, when um, Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. invaded Kuwait, I feel like all of the, the Western yeah. and modernized countries went to aid Kuwait. And now... Uh, we're not helping you. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of pontificating. No, no you got to pontificate all you want, but I think that's the nature of our times, which is why the holidays are supposed to help remind us. Yeah. And that's a difficult part about religion. But you come together with family, and the last couple of years have been really tough and really rough. Uh, our girls are on spring break, but Jess had spring break last week. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, we're balancing yeah, out. When you're but a teacher, it's a little messed up. You know, right? but it sounds like you're going to have a great trip planned with your family. Um, as you know, this year, you've uh, we're not doing OBX. Yes. So that's that's a heartbreak. You know, hashtag sad, right? We'll get back there. We're going to get back there at some point. You know, I, Maybe in a few years, because our kids now have college experiences and college starting. But yeah. uh, we have to think about our next thing. It's, I mean, New Year's Eve is our thing. So we started talking about New Year's Start Eve. Start making it's, plans now. Making plans. But uh, we've got to find some kind of things that are going to bring us back together. Because I think for us, the Nathan household, the highlight of, of our years are every year is the time we spend at the shower. A random impromptu trip, I'm sure, yeah. is... So Somewhere just, in the office. Just letting you know that we were highly missed. It was a, a decent week. Uh, it was a week of you know peace here in the household, but something that uh, we need the Chandlers back in our life. And we need who you know we need the Abbot Costello. You know the, the wise son. Yeah, were you able to do it? It's not the same. There's just, there's a sketch, uh, yeah. listeners that yeah. that uh, Randy had actually brought to my attention. It is a, an Abbot and Costello, who's on first parody yeah. of one of the elements of the. Passover story about the so, sons, about the different. So sons. maybe what we'll do is we'll reenact it maybe at some point in a future episode. Well, maybe we could. So do people that. know what we're talking about. Maybe next week we could. Because uh, I guarantee that you that one person listening in Alaska yeah. is like, "What is this Passover thing? Yeah. Is this a new holiday? Is this, so, this one of these holidays that you get you, you right, Jewish people so, are making up?" So or? what we'll do is we'll plan on next Sunday, and we got a great guest happening in a few minutes. But yeah. we'll we'll plan on our, our next podcast. We'll we'll throw it out there. We'll do it. I right. uh, will give credit to the person who uh, of course who wrote, wrote it. Because it. it's not me, uh, but. I'm just letting you know that as great this week was, it was still still unfulfilled. Something, something missing. It was something the Chandlers are missing from my house. All right. So. Well, listen, there's always next year. Next year, as, Jerusalem. As, as the Met fans in my household <laughs> say, there's, there's always, always next, next year. year. <laughs> All right. We're bad to the dead. Coming up, it's Matt Zornitzer, Doc Matt Zornitzer, right here on the podcast. Keep it here. Bad to the dead would now like to thank one of our sponsors. Running your own business is hard. You have customers you need to keep happy. Revenue streams that need to keep flowing. And you've got competition. When running a business of any size, it's important to have an image that stands out. Nobody understands that better than Berman Branding. Need a website from scratch or a website reboot? Berman Branding. Looking for a marketing plan for a new product or service? You gotta go Berman Branding. How about a new logo? 
Becky Berman and her talented team designed Bad to the Dad's Bone Daddy logo, featured on our social media accounts and our website. You'll even get marketing research and insights from Berman Branding to help you build the best awareness strategy. Even Coach Randy is a client. Berman Branding. Visit them at Berman Branding on social media or BermanBranding.com. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We know you like social media, and if you like social media, then you'll love Bad to the Dad because we're on it. At Bad to the Dad is our handle for most social media platforms. That includes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So check us out because you'll see pictures of our guests, uh, both promotions about our guests as well as what we did with our guests, how we hung out with our guests when we actually recorded the program. We also have a website because you still got to have one of those, and that is badtothedad.com. Again, badtothedad.com. Beauty of badtothedad.com is you can actually download all of the podcast episodes if for some reason you can't get them from Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also learn a little bit more about your guests and the upcoming episodes on badtothedad.com. And we love email. We love hearing from our listeners. Please reach out to us. Contact us at badtothedad.com. That is our email address. Once more, that's contact us at badtothedad.com. If you have a question for our guest, if you have a guest idea or show idea, if you have a question for your host, the best way to reach us is the email, contact us at badtothedad.com. It's episode 10 already, and you know we like to reserve, Coach, those uh, last few episodes for very special guests. We have special guests, and then there's very special guests, and today is Matt Zornitzer Day, Dr. Matt Zornitzer Dr. Day. Dr. Yeah, the episode Zornitzer. is called Give Give Dad a Hand, and of course, Matt Zornitzer is, yes, thank you for taking me so literally. Uh, Matt Zornitzer is, you know, really a, a, a premier, very renowned hand surgeon uh, here in the North Jersey area. Uh, it seems, Coach, that anytime somebody has a problem with their hand, like your like your I, daughter, like fairly recently did, with yes. a softball injury, you say, go to Matt Zornitzer. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get Matt Zornitzer, you may as well let that problem fester for a few weeks. <laughs> Until he's available. There's no point in going to another hand doctor unless no, you can get it's Matt It's worth Zornitzer. the wait. It's worth the wait. So, right, Matt, great to you. see you. Thank you. Welcome thank you. to the den. Thank, thank you. It's, it's great to be here. Good, good to have you on. So let's talk about something completely unrelated to hand surgery. I'm glad we're starting off this way, Adam D., because if we went there, I think it might be too much for our... we got to ease them into the oh, hand yeah. surgery part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like I mean, your it's, strategy. It's thinking. mind-blowing content yeah. here yes. that we're talking about. So, so let's talk about the heroes of our youth, yes. right? Now... Uh, I remember, you know, some of the heroes of my youth growing up in sports and music and, and, and entertainment. We share um, some of the same. We do. We do. You know, because we're, you know, both kids of the 80s. Yeah. And those were really uh, halcyon days for uh, for rooting for sports teams in the New York, New Jersey area, which, yeah. is, which is where we grow up, uh, where we grew up, where I'm still growing up. Yeah. So, you know, this just recently, I think it was Friday. Uh, one of your childhood heroes, Mike Bossy, yeah, of that famous New York Islanders team that won back to back to back to back Stanley Cup championships, had passed away. Yeah. 
So, you know, I know our kids have heroes and there will come a time when they pass away and they'll have to process it. But now we're sort of at the age where our heroes are starting to leave this earth. Yeah. So I, I you know, I know he was he was your first, your last, your everything. Yeah. Was... What was it like processing that? Yeah, he had been sick for a while from, from what I had heard and, and uh, he was a, a TV analyst and kind of retreated from that back last year when he got sick. So mm-hmm. there's you kind of saw the writing on the wall what was going to happen and uh but he was an unbelievable icon to me larger than life did uh, you play hockey i i played uh like intramural hockey and in, mm-hmm. in college and uh not not uh the varsity uh mm-hmm. the high, high school team but was always into hockey and uh i went to camp with a lot of kids from long island and what back, camp did you go to it was called camp Oquago okay. back then so back then, everyone was an Islanders fan or a Rangers fan, and the Devils had really just kind of come to New mm-hmm. Jersey. Yeah. And uh, the Islanders were amazing in their early 80s. Uh, one of my best friends uh, was from Roslyn, right down the yeah. street from from the arena, and I just became an Islanders fan. And I actually went to a lot of those games going to Hofstra. Uh, my yeah, school was sure. right across the street. And the teams that I saw... We're not as good, obviously, no. as those teams. But every time you walk in the arena, it's, what hits you in the face? Those four banners yeah. in the rafters. Yeah, they, they have some unbelievable history. It's uh, Only recently they've been good again, although last yeah. year, this, this past year, Yeah, I was going to say, those banners have been sitting pretty sparse for quite some time. Yeah. They've gotten very close, right? They've gotten yeah. uh, they've had their, their toes right on the edge. Yeah, it's but... just too bad hockey's not like horseshoes. It really is. I mean, yeah. It's just close enough is just not good enough. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's got to suck, though. Yeah. i got to tell you to be a, those kind of fans. I mean, you, you guys seem to choose the, the teams that almost get there. Yeah. I, I admire your commitment to... Uh, well, you, you know, almost done. I, I'm a I'm a Devils fan, and, you know, I continue to root for them in spite of some of their crummy years because... They're the only professional sports team that plays in Jersey and has the name New Jersey in it, right? You know, the Jets play here, the Giants play here, but they don't go by New New Jersey Jersey, Jets and Giants. But the Devils are the only indelibly New Jersey team in the state. So, look, they've won their Stanley Cups. Yeah, I can't Mm -hmm. say that they haven't given us some joy, but uh, I think we're due. Now we have the New New Jersey Generals back as of last night. That's going to last a year. (laughs) Maybe a year and a half. Yeah. To any of these... These competing pro football teams. Yeah. And, and then it'll go away for another 40 years and yes. someone will bring it back Someone again. will bring it back. Exactly. Um, and you realize, you know, USFL, that was like yeah. Donald Trump's yeah. doing. That was his. Uh, you okay there? Yeah, you need just, the Heimlich? Yeah. Little matzah? Little matzah little, stuck little in matzah from last night. <laughs> but uh, not to belabor this whole thing about heroes passing, but it's uh, like it's been a rough stretch. Right for us. I know that you know, uh, Clark Gillies also passed, but yeah, then Gene Poffin, and Poffin, Dennis Poffin's brother. Yep. Man, um, I say things happened in threes, so we should be yeah. safe for a while now. But then in in music, you know, you talk about some of the the bands that uh, Matt we we yeah. cherished and loved. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of years have been a little rough. Yeah. You know, Eddie Van Halen, yeah. Neil Perk from Rush. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's many others. The drummer so. from Foo Foo Fighters. Oh, and the, yeah. Foo, the Foo Fighters, yeah. Right? And then you have Gilbert Godfrey, who's a comedian. I'm not sure you thought about him. I always was a big fan of him. I I, I, I get I got his shtick. I well, realized he was supposed to be welcome the, to the, the age of where life you. becomes mortality. Yeah. Also, to one of our favorite shows, Seinfeld. I mean, yep. Jerry's, uh, Jerry's mom. Jerry's mom on the show and yep. George's mom on the show, both, yeah, both within gone. two weeks of each other. 
Yeah. So I'm glad we started off this podcast with this a very is, we went dark. This is gloomy. <laughs> we went yeah. from we went from, <laughs> right from. But I think it's important because you know when our kids get to be our age, right, and they start experiencing this, yes. I think they have to be prepared for. It. They have to see what mom and dad exactly. go through when they're favorites. So exactly, That's you know. It. So we're just role modeling behavior. We're role modeling behavior. Yeah. Okay. So sorry to sorry to start dark. <laughs> Let's get high. Let's go crazy. Let's go. Let's go now. Let's speaking go the other of, way. Speaking of high, it's now legal in New Jersey. Yeah. This, yeah hey. Okay. Now Dr. Zunacher, do you believe in medicinal marijuana? Oh boy, put, put me on the spot here. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Way to go. Good answer. It's it's the law now, so <laughs> I guess it's okay. Survey says, yeah, ding, sure. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> top top answer. Top answer. So, but hand doctor. Yes. How does one choose to become a hand doctor? So... You get exposed to a lot of different areas of orthopedics when you do your residency, and you, you, you pick what interests you the most. So there, there's different subspecialties in orthopedics, spine, peds, sports, hand, hands what interests you. You say peds, it's not performance-enhancing drugs. No, none. Peds, you're talking pe- about? Pediatrics, pediatric pediatrics, orthopedics, very nice, yeah. which is very popular yeah. amongst the uh, medical Did school. you want to go into orthopedics? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did through through medical school. Uh, I had uh, surgery on my ankle when I was a freshman in, in uh, college. Yeah, and uh, that's what kind of prompted me to to want to do it. Mm-hmm. The the guy who did surgery on me was one of my partners for a long time uh, in my practice. So. Mm. I always kid him that I'm his longest orthopedic follow-up because I had surgery <laughs> so long ago and still walking around on my ankle. So it's, yeah, it's, it's still good. Did he do a good job? He did a great job. Yeah? yeah. You hobbling yeah. about all? No, no. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You're back to playing basketball? Uh, never was much of a basketball. Back on the ice then? Yeah. Back on the ice? Yeah, skating, skiing. He's standing upright, I think. Yeah. That's, you know, that was the main <laughs> At goal. At this age. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So your, your dad um, is a psychiatrist. Yes. So, also an MD. Yes. Were you ever influenced? Did you ever think at any time, you know, maybe I'll go that route? I, I liked my psych rotations when I, in your third year, you do six different rotations, one of them being yeah. psych. It was, it was interesting. I liked it, but I was always the more mechanical of the two of us. Yeah. So, uh, orthopedics really becomes carpentry, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with screws and nails and hammers and, and, uh, Get to do it on on people. I like that. Kind oh, of my. interesting. Screws, hammers, and nails. Well, no, right. I, I I want to talk about that because you know I used to work for Stryker, uh, global medical right. device company, and you know we had a trauma business, which was always fascinating to me. And I was primarily in the spine and hip and knee business. Yeah. Um, the technology now that you know a a patient will have implanted in their body right. has come in an immense way. Yeah. Right. You know and. As a result, the amount of pain that one person might feel and the recovery time—it's—it's it's less painful and probably a lot quicker to get back, to get yeah. back to business. Yeah, the, the implants are allowing earlier motion to put them in through smaller incisions, mm-hmm. um, shorter surgical time. You know, shorter incisions, smaller incisions, less pain, less dissections, less pain. Uh, it's, re- it's really kind of amazing and it's you think where will they go next and how could they possibly reinvent something to make things better and then coming down the line there's something better it's it's really amazing i mean kudos to all the you know inventors and uh you know the, the guys who come up and uh w- with these amazing devices and it's really amazing mm. what i'm understanding now is in the medical school program they're putting medical students alongside with engineers yeah. in classes to talk about what doctors need 
from technology and engineering, and the engineers are the ones who kind of help listen to help create those kind of things. Right. Uh, imagine what it would have been like for you to be in those classes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nowadays there's such a, a, an emphasis now on STEM, you know, with uh, right. in school, and uh, we never had that. I mean, we had our couple of science classes, but, uh, I mean, my, my oldest son is uh, doing engineering at, at RPI, and, uh, I, I mean, there, there's such an emphasis on, hmm. on, you know, where engineers are needed. I think it's really a great field to, to go into now. So it's very likely you're going to be using technology to help solve challenges that's not yet even been created yet in the yeah, next five without, ten years. Without a doubt, that's yeah. got to be so cool. It's really amazing. Is your oldest into biomedical, or does he want to go a different route? Yeah, he's a major in mechanical engineering. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he's very into the environment as well, and um, he he just has an incredibly smart brain. How he thinks, and uh, I wonder where he got that brain. He's he's. Very, very intelligent in terms of solutions to problems that he comes up with, and um, yeah, he's uh, he's got a very bright future. So, what I find fascinating is you are the son of a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. um, ballpark figure, probably nineteen eighties, nineties, growing up with a father and psychiatrist. Yes, which back then it was often you would come in whether it's you know psychodynamics, psychoanalysis on the couch, psychiatrist. Now it's a lot of pharmacology. What was it like having a father? <laughs> Who's a psychiatrist? Yes. Come on. I, Spill the tea. I tell you, Matt, even to this day, we talk about my, my dad. I think this is a testament to his personality also, not only just the psychiatry, but he's just, people want to open up to him. He's yeah. just very good at, uh, at approaching conversations and, and talking to people. And uh, he's just a very warm person and, uh, you know, always someone that you can go to mm -hmm. and talk to about uh anything so it's it's just kind of innate to his personality and from what we understand people want to open up to you too but they want to open up their hand <laughs> and their arms an injury. And, you know and say please you know wherever wherever the incision is needed absolutely go yeah. for it so um we'll talk a little bit about you know the, the popularity of dr matthew zornitzer in just a bit and he's very humble by the way we're oh, actually look, at he's almost, look how red he's well, getting yeah so I, I warned him i said we're very big on hyperbole here absolutely we're all about but hyperbole. we're also very big on over promotion so yes. you, you let us handle the over promotion and you and you we're remain big humble. on fletch right in uh, mel brooks the movie, right. the movie <laughs> fletch. i love them both I yeah love fletch. yeah good stuff you have a, fl a favorite fletch line matt since we're on the topic uh yeah, I like when he, do uh, you have rubber gloves? And he says, at least with an option to buy. Well, at least with the option to buy. That's very much on theme for right you, there right? Is a doctor. I, it, how do you pick? How do you pick one? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's in there looking at uh, the, the dead the dead guy. Yeah. You're not going to make this guy any sicker. Uh, and he goes, that spleen was a. Uh, spinning image of spinning, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is great. There's so many great scenes. Yes, I, I, unfortunately, Fletcher. some of the sequels kind of went downhill from there. Doctor Rosen, Rosen. Yeah, Doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fletch two is there. But yeah. yeah, Fletch one is just well, so it's just a class. That's very appropriate. Right to the medical place. Good yeah. for you. They don't yeah, make absolutely. movies like that anymore. Yeah. No, they don't. They probably funny. can't make movies like that <laughs> no, anymore. Well, we we're talking about yeah. how you know, like movies like Airplane and yeah, Blazing Fletch, Channels. <laughs> yeah, it just would not translate to today's you know modern modern verbiage. Yeah. Yeah, we we just have a different lens for yes. humor nowadays. Animal yes. House, the granddaddy of them all. Absolutely. And I'm so glad they did not do a remake or sequel yeah. of Animal House. Yeah, there was talk about it. It, it still may happen. Well, yeah, well, I we'll thought say. they already did it in the form of old school. Yeah, well, that, that old school's or, today's Animal House. Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's another eagerly anticipating the sequel to Top Gun. Oh, Maverick! Uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, I mean, there's so many other movies where you had the uh, the Indiana Jones franchise where it went yeah. away for a long time. Yeah. The one that came after was was. What would be your call sign if you were if you were a a pilot? What, what, what do you want your call sign to be? Oh well, that's a good one. Uh, I guess it would be something like Doc. 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 I think Doc. Yeah. Doc. There uh-huh. you go. See again, right in the theme. God, you're so good. Have you sure you not done podcasts before? I never have. Yeah. Well, first podcast. You seem like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the hand stuff. Um, I'm curious as to, and you, of course, you don't want to name any names because we don't want any HIPAA violations. But like, what's the what's the craziest thing that you've seen? You like a a patient comes in and it's like fill fill in the blank. What's what's the wildest thing you've you've seen? Yeah. I, so I have to say where, where I'm practicing now is, is a lot of what we call bread and butter orthopedics. It's a lot of you know, community trauma, you know, community things. You, you don't see the, the real um, severe trauma, things like that, which is actually the way I like it right now. <laughs> It's uh, but during my fellowship is when I saw you know a lot of when you're at a big academic uh, medical center and, and where I did my was at University of Pittsburgh so we got a lot of trauma from Eastern Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, um, Northern West Virginia and you see these I mean when you see what a log splitter does to a hand it's uh, it's, it's for, stuff for, you don't for forget. What, what is a log splitter? I'm not so sure I've ever seen one in person, but these mechanical devices that they're using to uh, to, to split the log so you don't have to do it with an axe. Mm-hmm. Um, what might happen to a, a body part? Amputated. You, you, <laughs> the log split, splitter becomes a finger splitter, right? <laughs> yeah. And do they bring in the parts with it? Uh, yeah, yeah. A but, lot of times when you're but, reattaching things. I was going to say, how do you repair... Uh, a, an injury that occurred with a log splitter yeah. where things are just I severed think, and mangled. Yeah, things are not often the same after that, but it's just trying to restore as much function as you can. Yeah. Are you having um, some post-traumatic stress? I noticed a little sweat on, the, on your brow there. From it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of sleepless nights that I remember from being a fellow and doing these things. Uh, you know, you don't see that. There, there's not too many log splitters in uh, Essex County, <laughs> no, at least that I for know that. of. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I did, um, I'm at Barnabas, and, and and they're not getting a, a lot of really big trauma there. Yeah. A lot of sports um, stuff. Yeah, a lot yeah. of sports stuff now. I, I I like that. I mean, as, as you get into practice and more and more years, you know, your tastes and, and things that you want to do change. Mm-hmm. Um, sports injuries are, are always great to take care of. They're you know a highly motivated group of people who want to get back to doing what mm-hmm. they want to do. Um, it's nice working with athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a good experience, I, Coach. Listen, your... All I know is uh, when I heard Dr. Zornitzer, you had said, oh, Matt's a great guy. We have friends over last night, Dr. Zornitzer. And I mentioned the person's name. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember her. But you said it's not always good to remember <laughs> Yeah, I mean, awful physicians in my own personal experience with this. I mean, it's, uh, you, know, you want to be that patient that comes in with the problem that everyone's seen before and you kind of blend in and yeah. it's you have the, the nice usual course and outcome. It's, you know, when you remember something, oftentimes it's, well, something unusual happened mm-hmm. or they had an unusual presentation. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, I always tell people, you, you don't want to be the me- memorable person uh, at, the, at the doctor's office. You want to be that uh, outcome that just kind of blends in with everything. A run-of-the-mill yeah. kind, of, kind of a gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you've probably, I mean, we're talking about the log splitter deal. Yeah. But have you, 
you know, have you have you encountered, you know, some surgeries where you're like, this is a real puzzle. Like, I got to go Dr. House in on this and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and come up with a, a new way or a new technique to, to you know, help this patient get back back to where they need to be. Yeah, every every case uh, when you're in operating rooms is a challenge. It's very humbling. Um, mm -hmm. There's things that uh, you might have done something a week ago and it was very easy. And then there's a unique challenge to a new surgery a, a week later. And uh, with with hand surgery and upper extremity surgery, we uh, we do it with a tourniquet. So it's it's picture like a blood pressure cuff around your arm, uh -huh. and you can only have the the tourniquet up for about two hours. Otherwise, it's you, called ischemia yeah. time. Uh, so it's it's a, a clock that's ticking in mm -hmm. the back of your mind that you have you have a time frame in terms of figuring out a problem. And a lot of the surgeries can be done in way under the two hour tourniquet time and. Uh, some things have to be done longer. I mean, you can do surgery longer. What you have to do is let the tourniquet down for a period of time so so the extremity gets perfused again and then put it back up if you need perfused extra time. Perfused is one of those words that you use in the medical terms. Just, for our listeners who are not MDs. Yeah, just so it's the blood going back to the right. extremity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're dealing with an amputated part, there's there's no blood supply, no perfusion to that. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of Do you use a bucket to catch the blood. Is that how you would? How you... <laughs> the floor, a bucket. Uh, we have this is good, a little house on the prairie. Good, 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 good suction in the operating room. Suction is very important. Randy, suction is very important. Suction is very important. A lot of things in life. Yes, absolutely. Um, Matt. We're talking to uh, Dr. Matt Zornitzer here on, on Bad to the Dad, uh, well-renowned hand surgeon, uh, certainly where, where we live, and a very popular hand surgeon. Um, do you ever want to have a disease or a technique named after you? Uh, well, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I always thought that Zornitzer? I Zornitzer? I tell you, I, 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 I think I would like a, a clamp or some sort of uh, orthopedic uh, implant or device. That yes. would be nice. So I would love to be like... Pass in, the Zornitzer. Pass the Zornitzer. Be in the OR. Uh, Zornitzer clamp. Yeah. <laughs> Zornitzer seps. Yeah, that would be nice. What yeah. happened? I had Zornitzer surgery. <laughs> yeah. Because I was always thinking of working in healthcare now for all these years. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to have a like a disease named after you? But... If it's going to be a disease, I want it to be like uh, like a really rare and intense disease. Like I don't want it to be like constant gas or, or like a, der a dermatitis behind the ear. I got Shan I got a Chandler syndrome. Oh, oh, I want it to be like the kind of thing that you get when you're like hunting sharks. Right. The Zornitzer. I like that. Yeah. Pass the Zornitzer. I, I hope that you know one day there, is a, that, there is a clamp thing that to that you. That would be nice. That's that what I'm. That's what I'm aspiring for. There right. you go. You need some engineers. It's called the Zornitzer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure in, in your business you meet quite a few. <laughs> so real quick, so just for our listeners to understand, if you see your doctor and your doctor looks at you kind of in a puzzled way and they don't recognize you, that's actually a good thing, not a bad thing. That is actually them saying, "Hey, yes, I might have done surgery on you, but the good thing is you are a regular kind of patient. You kind of blend in, so don't be offended when the doctors recognize you. They will come to and they might say, "Yes, I remember you," even though you don't. But that's actually a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, like I said, it's you want to have that problem that you've seen a million of, and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's it's always good to have a common thing when you're going into the doctor. Right, good office. safety tip. Good safety yeah. tip. Yeah. And there's also good charting too to help jog your memory. Yeah, well, that is, yeah, that is why we take notes, and and uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I did you notice can't, you can't remember everything. You have an it's official note taker. You have an official note taker. A, a scribe. Yeah, yeah. A scribe. 
Yeah. Which I found to be very, and I found very funny because my daughter didn't understand what the role was. It was very funny. Uh, and my yeah, daughter thought she was a court reporter. Well, it was really, it's, really funny. It's kind of what the, what they do. In yeah. This day and age with elect- everything's electronic medical records. You have yeah. to put yeah. things on the computer. And uh, fortunately, what the scribe allows is that you're not sitting there with your nose buried in a computer when you're seeing patients, mm-hmm. because then it becomes that much more impersonal. And you know, you're looking over here at the computer, and the patient's over here, and. So at least you can make eye contact. I mean, nowadays with making eye contact, it's all you have because with the masks on, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't read people's facial expressions. You really just have the eyes. But, uh, you know, with the scribe is capturing the information mm-hmm. like that. It, it's actually a pretty important part of it. So let's say there's somebody in North Jersey who has a, a hand issue, whether it's a trauma or whether it's an incident. We say, hey, go to Dr. Matt Zornitzer. Mm-hmm. He's really the only one that you should really be reaching out to. I appreciate it. First of all, how can how can they find you? How can people um, find you if they haven't heard from you, heard about you from Coach Randy and Adam D? Yeah, so I'm part of Summit Health. So Summit oh, Health okay. has a very good website that you can go online, and 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 they've uh, started making it so that you can. Um, schedule appointments all online. Yeah. Um, but Summit Health's website, uh, and so you can you can search for hand surgeon that way. I, I can give my office phone number. Sure, please feel really. free. Uh, my office phone number is nine seven three six six nine five six zero zero. Um, you can call, make an appointment that way. Um, those are really the main main ways of so doing that. So that was nine seven three six six nine five six zero zero. It was nine seven three six six nine. Five six zero zero. Put it in a jingle. Put it in a jingle. Put it, like so I always said, like the Selena one. Nine seven three six six nine five six zero zero. Not terrible. <laughs> Not, bad. Not so terrible. <laughs> Very good, coach. Now, what is the experience like? You know, I'm sure for people who've had their first hand issue, right? Hand trauma, hand surgery. This could be a little nerve wracking. You don't know what to expect, especially now with you know we're still kind of in the throes of COVID. Right. Uh, so when they come in for a consultation, the patient. Uh, they come into prep for what is what is that experience like for them? Yeah, so it's um, there's like any doctor's office paperwork to fill out about your medical history yes. and that kind of thing. Love more, that more pa- all more done, paperwork. But now it's all done online, so it's a little bit easier. You get it done before you get yeah, there. Yeah, if you do it, that's that's always appreciated. You could do it beforehand. Um, you do it online, saves paper. Great. Do it. Yeah, be green. Do yourself a favor. Do it online. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and then uh, you know it's just an evaluation of what what the injury is. Yep. Um, I've, I'd like to consider myself an approachable and uh, um, easy person to you deal to with. Get, you are approachable. When a sixteen year old girl feels comfortable around you, you know that you're uncomfortable as far as a patient. If there was Yelp for yes. hand surgeons yes. that work for the Summit Medical Group system, I think you would find that. Lots of positive. Much of praise. the feedback would yeah. be hyper positive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So appreciate it. Very good. So, so wait, so yeah. you have kids? Yes. Right, because we are we are a podcast for dads. Yes. Uh, what are your age your kids again? So I have a nineteen year old. Mm-hmm. It was uh, my son Jared, who I mentioned he's before. At RPI, he's at RPI, right? He's a, yeah, he's at RPI doing yeah. mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. My daughter Larissa, who's sixteen, mm-hmm. she's a junior at Livingston High School. Okay. And then my youngest Zachary, who's four. Mm-hmm. Is at uh, Temple Best Shalom Preschool. Oh, very wow. nice. And what is he majoring in? He's <laughs> <laughs> also mechanical engineering. He's, he's like, Best Shalom has a great yeah. majoring in running around and uh, being yeah. an active kid. Very nice. He, he excels at that. So, how much do they know of what Dad does? 
Uh, a lot. So they've all been to my office. They've all seen, uh, you know, what goes on there. Mm -hmm. um, I've wanted to get my daughter into the operating room, and we've talked about that. She, she's uh, the one who, who has the most interest in the medical field, you know, mm -hmm. right now. So I have to, I mean, COVID has kind of put a little bit of a mm -hmm. pause on that. Well, take her to a cadaver lab because there's no risk of spreading <laughs> COVID. You, you know, just can't get enough lab. of that smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I see a spleen. That's a, sm <laughs> a smell you never forget from medical school. <laughs> Once in a while in life, you end up getting kind of a whiff of sort of that formaldehyde, and you, yeah. you sort of like, oh my god, and a, a it, comes under the it, comes, nose. it comes back to you. That always did it for um, me. Yeah. But yeah, I want to get her into the operating room. She's she's actually interested in a physician assistant uh, career, um, but she's she's taking some healthcare classes in the high school. And I, I mean, it's amazing the stuff that they offer oh, in high school yeah. now compared to you know what we all had, you know. 30 years ago. It's mini college now. It's, it's really unbelievable. But um, yeah, so they, I mean, and nowadays you can, they'll see me watching videos about things at home and, mm -hmm. you know, they'll come up and express Nowadays students can actually watch surgery from a classroom speaking to the surgeon directly. It's unbelievable. Which is really just remarkable. And, and the doctors there are talking back to the right. students uh, explaining. Um, so I guess your father was a doctor. Yes. You're a doctor. So is this going to tradition going to continue is there expectation of it or you do really no really expectation um you know they'll do what they want to do mm -hmm. I, I think um physician assistant is an expanding career that mm -hmm. that has a lot of positives and advantages nowadays mm -hmm. i think it's uh ideally suited for my daughter mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll, she'll do she she'll doesn't do what take she org one or two though she just doesn't take org or chemistry one and two though. Oh, would you say organic? Yeah yeah, yeah. that that in in college yeah that's yeah. Ooh, that's the brutal that's one. a that's a tough one yeah so she that she look forward to her, which is nice. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm more curious about the you know the the four year old um, who's you know still in the elementary phase of exploring and 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 learning things. So, right. you know, back back in in the day, Matt, you recall they would have these career days where everyone would either talk about what their parents did or they'd bring a parent in, right? And maybe there'd be some show and tell, maybe yeah. there'd be some explanation. Uh, have you had to do that yet for for Zach? Not for Zach, no. Uh, yesterday in the house, we were playing with with his doctor's kid. He's got a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing like that yet for for him. Yeah. Um, I I do recall going into school for my older kids and bringing mm -hmm. some orthopedic implants and things oh, wow. like that. And uh, I I still have a, a a stack that this was for my dad. I'll never forget. He he went. Uh, he came into my my kindergarten class. In, in Harrison School with uh, Mrs. Greenberg, and he came in to speak to us, and then all the students in our class drew a picture and messages, and I still have the stack of of those pictures that, <laughs> that we did. This is going back to probably 1979, but I remember him coming into to class and, and doing that. That's kind of neat. So what are some things you like to do with your kids when you're not doctoring? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and now the activities change so much based on their, their age, Yeah. Uh -huh. but, uh, skiing, ice skating, I mean, Zach's real active, uh, outdoors. He's, he's got a tennis lesson and then, you know, wow. a little later this, this morning, um, but he's doing skating, um, t-ball, um, trying to, trying to be active and keep mm -hmm. up with him. Mm -hmm. Um, my oldest is very into, uh, hiking and outdoors and we're trying to get a, a trip on, uh, on, on the calendar for this this summer to do some hiking and get getting some supplies from REI, which is my my favorite store to kind of <laughs> go in if I have an hour and just kind of sit there and need time to kill. I could go in there and look at all the stuff and all the gadgets and everything, but do some some camping and uh, 
Yeah, just to generally being outdoors with them is, is a lot of fun. I think the old pioneers would be laughing at us. Yeah? It's Why, like, because we'd have to... We'd all you got gizmos. these here old newfangled gadgets and gizmos, and you know what I need? I need to navigate by where the position of the yeah. sun was, and I had to talk to, like, a Shawnee, Shawnee chief in order to know, and I had to make sure that he wasn't going to kill me, and I, I basically ate squirrel. It's eye-opening now with watching the TV, one of, one of my... Favorite shows I recently watched was was 1883. It was, it was like the precursor yeah. to Yellowstone. Yeah, right. But it's I, I love history. I love reading about history, and uh, I, I tell you, it's really eye eye opening to mm-hmm. see what uh, you know our predecessors had to go through. It's just uh, you know, I mean, when when you could get killed going to the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> you don't really <laughs> face that challenge just, these days. The but even you know, you go find some some tall grass and you get bit by a rattlesnake and that's yeah. it. It's yeah. you, you don't really think about that. So these if you days. like history. Read, read The Pioneers yeah, by McCullough, yeah. who was right. the guy who wrote the John Adams biography. Yeah. And it's about the folks from the East who went west to the Ohio Valley, Ohio yeah. River Valley, after we won the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. to settle there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there was no internet. Oh, let's let's go on, uh, let's Google well, Ohio River Valley and, and right. see you know, there's so, a courtyard by Marriott. And it's so funny because, you know, this week, obviously, today, yesterday, we have Passover, Easter, and just so happens in my class that I teach at the... Uh, in college, so we're talking about religion. Like, what if you know Jesus was back today? What would he think about everything going on? Like, oh, that's a pretty cool phone. Can I try that phone or internet? Right? It's really kind of amazing to think about how they survived, and yet we can't seem to get more than two minutes away from our phones and technology. Yeah, the GPS. I, yeah. you know, how did we find? There's places? less fights now in couples yeah. because of GPS. I think we have more. We have saved marriages more because of GPS, because of, uh, you know. I, I can tell you from personal experience, there's still arguments in the car. <laughs> Which one? Ways versus maps? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go a little deeper on that, but that's maybe, that's maybe another episode. So Matt, uh, Matt Zornitzer, again, our guest here on Bad to the Dad here on uh, episode 10 of season seven, and we're thrilled to have you on. So Matt, we, uh, we take it home with a segment called Dadvice, Advice for Dads. So what advice do you have for our dad listeners out there? Yeah, so I, I have a, a large gap in age between my older two and, mm-hmm. and my youngest, Zach. It's, it's been a real pleasure, you know, raising and taking care of all of them. I, I feel like I go into taking care of the four-year-old with a newfound wisdom, having had another 15 years or so of experience with seeing my older kids grow up. I, I think I not to sound cliche, but it's just to enjoy every minute and really, you know, I enjoyed every minute of the older two, and now I'm sort of blessed and fortunate to have it again and, and experience the the first day of t-ball and first day of kindergarten, and and uh, it's it's really I, I tell you it's uh, enjoyable to experience it again, uh, but enjoy it the the first time around because mm. you don't know if you're going to get that chance to. You know, ha- have it again. I mean, every every moment's special, but it's uh, you know, it's even the just the mundane when you get five minutes to play with them. It's just really yeah. cherish every every minute. Very nice. Now, before we break the interview, we <sighs> do have to wish happy birthday to your sister, yes, Amy Zornitzer Delson, yes. 
Uh, today is her actual date. birthday. Right. Well, we're recording on Sunday, April 17th, mm-hmm. so today is her birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Thank Amy. You. Happy you know, birthday, Amy. Full disclosure, and I, I mentioned this in the A Block, you know, the Zornitzer family, very uh, close to the Chandler family. Mm-hmm. We grew up together, uh, mm-hmm. grew up only a, about a, a block or two away. Yeah. Friends forever. Friends for took Amy uh, to the junior prom. Ah. Had a great time there, and uh, we would vacation together. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we had some pretty we memorable some vacations. <laughs> Something uh, lost luggage of mine. I was going to say cruise, cruises. <laughs> our first cruise mm-hmm. was the first cruise we had. I think both families had taken. Yeah. And um, the the fact that we are still cruising after that is you know a, a bit of a miracle. Right. Because I would say it was not the yeah I'll never forget that experience. trip. It was a very Griswoldian how trip. How old were you? Oh, I, I think, think I was a s- freshman or sophomore in high school. Yeah, we were, right? in, we were in high school. This is going back to the days of Eastern Airlines to oh, date, Eastern, to date yeah. ourselves. Eastern. TWA. They, they, oh, lo- wow. they lost my luggage, and uh, I didn't have clothes for the trip, so I was trying to fit into my dad's clothes. And then when we got into the first port, there was one store that was open because it was some holiday in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. but it was just a, 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 a shop in one of the hotels there. So I, I was in high school, but I was I was dressed like a seventy-eight-year-old man for the rest of the uh, Clark for the rest Grizzled of the trip. Shoes. Well, I yeah, think it was a fluorescent shirt that said "No problems, mod." No problems, mod. <laughs> Bahamas. Yeah, that's good. Well, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Good memories. Dr. Matt Zornitzer, I'm bad to the dad. Thank you so much for, for being a guest. Uh, we really enjoyed having you. And, of course, uh, all guests that come to the den get mm-hmm. the bad to the dad keychain that not only opens doors, but opens bottles and hearts and minds. Yes. And maybe it will open uh, wrists and, and hands. If not used correctly, surgery. correct. Yeah. We just don't want any lawsuits I, against well, I'm sure Multi-purpose tool. I'm sure that Dr. Oh, Matt will find a way you know, to turn into a Swiss Army knife. Maybe a know, tourniquet. And do some MacGyver-type <laughs> surgery in the woods when he's, you know, out there pioneering. Getting bit by a, a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake. Yeah, just like just like the olden times. Those were good times. We are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Hey there, it's Adam D. here. You might be thinking about moving to Essex, Morris, or Union Counties in New Jersey. Great. We'd love to have you. You're thinking about being near the great parks, the train stations, and of course, the entertainment and dining. Let's not forget some of the top-rated school systems in the state. So if this is where you want to be, then the Stan K Group is who you need to talk to. The Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor, has a powerful strategy to help you find the home and the community that you're dreaming of. You're going to want to reach out to Agent Edan Karen. And you can do that by calling area code 516-730-4726. I'm going to give you that number again, 516-730-4726. You want to email him? You could do that too. His email is edon.karen at compass.com. That's edon, spelled I-D-A-N, dot karen, K-E-R-E-N, at compass.com. The Stan K Group. A Compass Realtor. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We do want to thank our sponsors. And look, if you would like to be a sponsor... For a mere $20 an episode, you will get promoted and over-promoted on Bad to the Dad, not just our podcast, but social media. 
You can email us at contactus at badtothedad.com. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com. Tell us a little bit about your business. We will put a campaign together. We'll give you a reader on the podcast. Looking forward to working with you. Again, 20 bucks an episode. That's chump change. Go through your couch cushions and get yourself 20 bucks and sponsor the fastest growing dad-themed podcast in all of humanity, which of course is Bad to the Dad. Coach, Dr. Matt Zornitzer was a joy to have him on. A childhood yeah. friend. I've been, we've been meaning to try to get him on no, for it's years. No, great. He's, and we finally did yeah, it. No, it was really great. Uh, I love his uh, his handle, Doc. I mean, it was very pro- appropriate. He handled the question uh, on, on, his, on his favorite Fletch line. He went right to the, uh, the medical scene. So he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Yeah. Good dude. And again, uh, you won't find a better hand surgeon. No, we've... I, makes it look easy. You don't want a doctor <laughs> like that, but when you need one, yeah. you know you go to Zornit, sir. Good, he's, good to he's have somebody deal. in your network. He's, he's very good. So thanks for putting that together. Um, I, there's... Um, I, we, we promise next week we're going to uh, show up with a little, little entertainment as we oh, talked about Oh, we're going to do the Who's on First right? Passover parody. But can you offer our listeners... We're doing a big thing in June, right? We are. We are. are. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this in the first block. Yeah. But uh, on social media, it seems like there's a lot of intrigue Mm -hmm. around you doing stand-up comedy (laughs) for the first ever... Well, I'm happy to hear live, that. Uh-huh. Live and in-person Bad to the Dad comedy show, which will probably happen locally and might happen at a few uh, clubs or restaurants. I'm so excited. But I put it out there. <clears throat> Who wants to see yeah. Coach Randy doing comedy? Of course, the options were really <laughs> and, oh, I got to see this. All right. So I, I hope that the intrigue is really because they want to see you do well. And it's not like... I think they'll just see me tank. <laughs> it's not like they want to see, like when you go to the circus or you go to like a carnival and there's some freak... No, they no. They no, want to. This is not, they, they, they want to see some freak. No, what they want to do is they want to hear crickets. I don't think so. You know, you've been you've been working on it. You've been building up. Oh, this I've, for I've years. got it. I've got this. I've yeah. got it, man. I've got the. I've got some good stick here. And as a dad, yeah. where's your best material yeah. coming from? Your kids. From my kids, right? And I, and I went right to my trip uh, on my road trip for uh, during COVID. In, uh... Oh, oh, I remember that one. Yes, yeah, and I'll get... huge in the homeless community. <laughs> Absolutely. So, this coach ran. And the thing is, when you do some comedy, if you don't have to make stuff up, if you can think of something that's real, it just adds that's to the it. The best. So just get up love. there and tell funny stories. That's so... what I tell everyone who's afraid about comedy, who's a pretty good speaker. Mm-hmm. I said, just get up there yeah. and tell funny stories. Yeah. I told you about my my time at the Tom Segura yes. show yeah. at Absolutely. Madison Square Absolutely. Garden. Absolutely, which is a great show. He gave us an hour. And he probably told about seven stories. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It wasn't like zingy one-liners. It wasn't puns. It was stories, stories about you know his different life. Different life events, which you, you find funny. And no. um, someone who's in the business of looking at life, which as a professor looking through sociology, yeah. human talents, you know, you, there are many things that are very, very funny, ironic, and can uh, be beneficial. So uh, we think it's going to happen, or we know it's going to happen. Well, I've already spoken to my comedy producer friends, All and right. we're going to do it. All and right. I'm going to go to the bar slash restaurant. All right. To get so we're the start. We've already this. done a show there, yeah. so we've we've have experience in this place, and so, then we'll we'll start promoting a little more frequently as we get closer to June. And then, you know, of course, we talked about this last week. A lot of our listeners are like, "What are you doing? You got two more shows coming up?" Yeah, no, we got some surprises coming up. I I do know we had a guest in our house last night. We have an avid listener. I'm going to give a shout-out. Joe Deere. Oh, Joe Deere. Yes. He's someone else i like to get on the show. He'd be a great dad Oh, he'd be outstanding. Public defender for for kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, Joe, um, if you're listening, we're going to have you on. Uh, Joe's like, I want to save Joe for like, I want to make sure that he gets kind of a spotlight time. Yeah. So, So it's... uh, 
very nice and people are listening. So we got numbers up. I think we got another week of high numbers yeah. of uh, downloads. Love I the think, data. Love well, that Sunday morning email. Whatever, whatever. There was one day we had over 200 downloads. Wow. Just in one day. Yeah. People listening. I guess that's something to say. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? But uh, I'm wondering where these, these are coming from. And what's good about... <laughs> The service we use is Still they give friends. you a heat map. Still friends. Still friends. Friends. <laughs> so everybody within a uh, a four mile radius. Now when you think about four mile radius in, in New Jersey, yeah, what is that's it? A lot that's four thousand people. That's forty two hundred people. Yes, that's a lot of people. Because I gave you that whole lesson about which the is census. very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. and you cared and you asked, so I gave well, it to you because but, you but delivered. You really You're delivered. You always yeah. deliver, Adam D. Yeah, I just thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the middle of the pack numbers when we uh, have a really because inquiring show. minds want to know. You want to know. I do. Yes. A boy do. trapped in refrigerator eats own foot. That was from Airplane. Uh, next week, yes. we have another really fun guest. Tell, can you share a little bit of information? I'm going to give you a lot of information. Very you good. Because we don't hold back. So um, we have John Dad Bod Snacks. He goes by John Dad Bod Snacks. That's his nickname? This is a guy uh, I found. Well, I can't imagine that's his last name, or maybe it's his Native American name. Yeah. But he goes by John Dad Bod Snacks. <laughs> And he's got this really fascinating website where he finds these very obscure snack foods. Mm -hmm. But it's not just about showing dads or showing other people like this unusual flavor of Oreos mm -hmm. or this unusual flavor of Kit Kat. Yeah. He's actually doing some good in the world. I think he's partnering with Chips Ahoy, which is a Nabisco brand, to uh, generate some, some revenue for the art programs that are dwindling oh. in public school systems. Oh, very good. So they're, they're running some campaign where it's almost like box tops. You know, the uh -huh. box I remember yeah, you clip it off and you yeah. send them in and you, get, you collect them and you get money and stuff like that. So something like that. It's like a yeah. dollar for every Chips Ahoy box mm -hmm. will go to saving the art yeah. programs in public school. And I think it's important. Of course it's important. It absolutely is important. And we want to keep it alive. So we're going to help John Dad Bod Snacks. But I also want to... I love snacks. You well, know who I doesn't like love snacks. snacks? I mean, snacks are everything. Now that marijuana is legal in New Jersey, <laughs> <laughs> the snack business is going to go, go right the roof. the roof. Although everything is much more expensive. So that's John Dadbox, Dad Bod Snacks. I have to practice saying it. Uh, he'll be on episode number 11. 11. Of season yeah, number 7. seven. We're, getting to, we're getting towards the end. Wow. But we got surprises happening. Oh, we do. We yeah, have it's surprises. Be an interesting summer. And the uh, first annual Bad of the Dad Comedy Festival, Father's Day comedy festival yeah so we'll talk about that next week we'll also talk about our participation mm -hmm. in a really nice event called the love and unity yes festival i'm very excited being, about that one being produced by uh, one of our guests uh, carl. A, a guy who's been on the show yeah. a few times yep. performing yeah carl brister yeah r&b sensation gospel singer so he's doing this love and unity fest and i think we could all use a little more a lot of love a lot more unity because it's a lot of anger out there seems to be seems to be all right well we hope you have a uh, both uh, an amorous and unified week mm -hmm. we are bad to the dad dads listeners have a great week and stay bad to the dad